Powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for tuning in and listening and sharing these podcasts with your friends all over the interwebs. Well, the GOP has a problem today. There are large sections of this nation where you won't find a single Republican, much less a single Republican who gets elected into office. The GOP has been expelled from our nation's largest cities. Look at New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Seattle. Most of those cities are GOP-free zones. Even in red states, the biggest cities are deep blue. Houston, Dallas, Atlanta have all relegated the Republicans to the suburbs. What's more, the suburbs aren't safe havens any longer. Fort Bend County, a suburb of Houston, has been a Republican stronghold since well before the rest of the state went red in the 1980s. But in 2018, Fort Bend turned blue up and down the local government ballot. It was a shock to the system. And it's important for national elections. Because if the Democrats are able to turn Texas blue, the GOP won't be able to win any national elections. And before Texas can turn blue... Counties like Fort Bend have to turn blue. Well, guess what? It just did. So this trend has to be stopped. It has to be turned around. In order to solve a problem, you have to first correctly identify what the problem is. Otherwise, you spend your time fixing things that didn't need to be fixed and won't lead to a solution in the first place. So what's the problem? Why are people in the largest urban areas in the country so diametrically opposed to the GOP? Is it because they don't think the GOP has good answers? Not necessarily when groups like Campus Reform go onto college campuses and talk to Democrat students who initially are hostile to Republicans or President Trump, and then explain the real Republican policies or more often demonstrate the bad behavior of Democrat officials the students almost always change their minds and soften their stance towards the grand old party. The principles aren't the problem because the principles Republicans support are the same principles that founded and built this nation. They resonate in the hearts of Americans all over. It's not the ideas that are wrong. It's the delivery. One of the most common criticisms of Republicans is that they are heartless. It's why George W. Bush tried to run on the catchphrase of compassionate conservative. He didn't want to be seen like all those other conservatives who didn't have compassion. Ultimately, the campaign slogan fell short of winning over the hearts and minds of the inner city. And that's because that's all it was in the end, a slogan. So let me share some wisdom from the Harry Potter series with you. There's a simple idea that we conservatives need to take to heart if we ever want to win back the heart of our largest cities. It was said by Professor Dumbledore near the end of the final movie, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Part 2. Do not pity the dead, Harry. Pity the living. And above all, all those who live without love. Pity the living. What does that mean? Does it feel sorry for folks? Now, it's more than that. 
I often say words have meaning. Well, dictionary.com has a really good explanation of the meaning of the word pity. They say it is, quote, sympathetic or kindly sorrow evoked by the suffering, distress, or misfortune of another, often leading one to give relief or aid or to show mercy. Is the Republican Party today demonstrating on a daily basis that it is deeply moved by the suffering, distress, and misfortune of others? Does the GOP show every single day that it is trying to give relief or help or mercy to their fellow citizens? Think about the criticisms of Republican policies. On immigration, we're called heartless because we want to deny those who are suffering in other countries the opportunity to come here. On healthcare, we're criticized for not caring about the distress of people who are sick or injured. On abortion, we're called monsters because we're trying to control the bodies of women who have gone through a tragic misfortune. All of those criticisms are wrong and unfair. But for too many people, especially those in the cities, those criticisms feel true. Teddy Roosevelt put it another way. He said, quote, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. For too many Americans, they have no idea that Republicans care at all. Too many Americans think that Republicans have no pity for the living, and so they turn to the only other alternative presented before them, the Democrats. And that's where things get really scary. Because what most Americans also fail to understand is that the policies and the politics of the Democratic Party are pretty similar to things that the evil Lord Voldemort did in the Harry Potter series. Lord Voldemort wouldn't tolerate people speaking their minds. People weren't even supposed to say his name. If a character said something he didn't like, that person would be tortured or killed. That's exactly what the Democrats are doing today. They're silencing dissent on college campuses and on social media. They're chasing Republicans out of restaurants and public places. While I don't know of anyone that's been killed for their speech yet, we've seen plenty of examples of people being hit and physically attacked simply for wearing the wrong color hat. Lord Voldemort divided people based upon genetics. If you didn't have the right blood, you were separated, castigated, and killed. Today's Democratic Party lives by dividing people up based upon their genetics, blacks, Hispanics, women, or gays, lesbians, transgender. All of those subgroups of people are better, more worthy, more important to Democrats than those who happen to have the wrong blood, white men. It's division for the sake of power acquisition. And it's un-American. It's evil. It denies the worth of all individuals and elevates the worth of collective groups. Voldemort would approve. So what did Voldemort really want? Well, here he is at the end of the last movie in the final climactic scene as he addresses all of the wizards and witches who have been fighting against him. Harry Potter is dead from this day forth you put your faith in me he wanted them to put their faith in him not in themselves not in each other but in him 
Democrats today want Americans to put their faith in them and in the ways they run the government. Not in American individualism, not in our families, certainly not in God. If you doubt that, just watch how the Democrats in the House Judiciary Committee swear in witnesses today. They no longer allow people to say, quote, so help me God at the end of their oath. Democrats want us to put our faith in their ability to solve all of our problems through government which they control. And finally, what was the single thing that Voldemort did that really branded him as the worst villain of all time? He tried to kill a baby, a helpless, defenseless baby. And what is the most important goal of the Democrat Party today? Supporting and defending the right to have an abortion at any time, in every state, even up until the would-be mother goes into labor, and in some states, even after that. The policies that the Democrat Party supports are wrong. They are evil. They lead to the suffering, distress, and misfortune of others. Why haven't more people been able to rise up out of poverty? Why is the poverty rate the same as it was when LBJ's welfare programs became law? Because those programs don't work. They keep people suffering in distress. Why are so many people homeless today in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Seattle? Because the policies Democrats who have run those cities have enacted make housing too expensive for too many people, and the drug policies of those governments keep people addicted rather than driving them out of the addiction. They are prolonging the misery and adding on to the suffering. I believe that most Democrats believe their policies and ideas are compassionate. I think they think they're doing the right thing. But they fail to understand they are doing damage with the policies they develop. They are doing harm by the way they try to help. They want to do good, but the way they go about it leads to evil. And this brings up another problem for the Republicans. After all, how do you fight evil? By any means necessary? No. There is a right way to fight evil, and there is a wrong way. Again, we find wisdom from Harry Potter. In the climatic battle at the end of the movie Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Voldemort takes over Harry's mind and is torturing him by showing him all the friends and family members he has lost. It's cruel. It's evil. It's designed to destroy Harry's will to live. How does Harry fight back? You're the weak one, and you'll never know love or friendship. And I feel sorry for you. Harry fought Voldemort with pity. He felt sorry for Voldemort's suffering, and in the end, that is why he won. The way you fight evil is not with more evil but with compassion. 
Have compassion for all of those who can't see what you see, who don't know the truths that you know, who don't yet comprehend that what makes America great is the greatness within each and every individual American. If Republicans want to defend the suburbs and reclaim the cities, then we are going to have to do it with pity. We're going to have to do it with sympathetic or kindly sorrow evoked by the suffering, distress, or misfortune of others. And that sympathy needs to lead us to give relief or aid or to show mercy to our fellow Americans. Not government aid, but personal aid. Not federal relief, but individual mercy. Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Does anyone living in an inner city anywhere in America today know how much the Republican Party cares? Is there even one person in a blue district that understands that Republicans don't want to keep them in poverty but to help them to climb out of it? What is your local party doing to demonstrate compassion? We say all the time, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. But if you teach a man to fish, well, you feed him for life. Well, when was the last time the Republican Party taught someone how to fish? The Democrats and their community organizers are handing out fish right and left in every neighborhood, in every big city. I haven't seen even one Republican with a fishing pole in Chicago in an awfully long time. Have you? We say strong families lead to strong communities. So what are Republicans doing to help people who grew up in broken homes create a strong family of their own? We don't want people to be dependent upon government. Great. So what has your local party done to teach people how to believe in themselves? What has your party done to reach out to the broken, the damaged, the suffering, the hurt, and show them there is greatness within them? What have you done? What are you doing? What will you do? Pity is more than feeling sorry for someone else. It's not enough to say, bless your heart. You have to become a blessing to others. It's not about trying to gain power for the party. It's about empowering those who have felt powerless. Republicans believe that we were all created equal, that we were endowed by the Creator with the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that the only role of government is to secure those natural rights. But do others understand how those ideas can make their lives better in real and tangible ways? The people who first wrote those ideas down are long dead. The men and women who fought for those ideas so that we could be free have passed away. So now what? What are we supposed to do with the ideas our deceased forefathers have left us? Don't pity the dead, pity the living. 
Well, thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, make sure you subscribe either on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so at my website, AmericaOnPar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. In the first light